Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 368. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my stand-in co-host today is my company's senior SEO, Scott Fenak. Well, good. how's your day, bud? It's been a pretty good day so far. Good. Likewise. Likewise. Nothing exciting, though. No. Well, we got Halloween coming up. I don't know if you, has your kids had the Halloween dance oh, yet. Oh, yeah. They, they, they've got their dance tonight, and then my son had a... a costume uh fashion show at school today so i went to go see that and of course he's in french immersion and i speak about three words of french and so i didn't know what was going on i couldn't understand any of it but the kids all look cute so good enough there you go <laughs> yeah our dances tonight too for the kids so have fun fun okay well, let's jump into it here so first of all i wanted to, to give sort of a i know I've, I've done this rant before and, and john john and i both have but just a little reminder about follow through. Um, if you hire an SEO company and they give you lots of recommendations and you hired them because you vetted them and I'm sure you did, you did a really good job of it. You know, you found a good company um, and they give you some recommendations, follow through. Um, or at the very least, if you don't understand that that's why results may not be happening. <laughs> and obviously I'm, I'm leading because of a res uh, something we're dealing with, but, it is so frustrating when we have a client that comes to us and says, you know, this isn't working for me. And they're kind of cheesed off. And and I'm now compiling a list. And I just feel like, why am I wasting my time? But I, I still am. I'm compiling a list of all the things that we've been requesting, how even access to certain things that were important that the client hasn't done. And it's it's such a shame. You know, they've invested a lot of money. They're now considering going to another company, which could truly uh, lack of better words, screw them over. You never know. Um, there's certainly more poor companies out there than good, in my opinion. Um, it, it just it's baffling. The whole thing is, you invest the money, you get the people, use them, listen to them. All right, that's not much of a rant, but I'll just put it out there. I, I can relate, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're dealing with it too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it we just all kind of just shake our heads. We don't know what else to do. We are we care a lot about getting those results and when we're not given the ability to do so it's 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 frustrating anyway i hope you um if you do have an seo company there's something that's been on your plate that you know they're saying is important jump on it uh, do us a favor it'll help you too more so than anyone okay next up here um before we get into this actually i know scott wants to talk about the next screaming frog update now this is a a, a tool that we use for doing audits and um, just simply spidering a website to get a feel of its health i wanted to also mention that um we're using sitebulb now uh it's, it sounds it's as it sounds site bulb as in the light um and i am really impressed i'm really impressed someone recommended it and i I had tried it before. I don't think I really gave it a good shot, uh, but now we're using that as well. But I'll talk a few about a few of its advantages after Scott's gone through this, but he's got a few things to mention that are 
impressive updates. So far away. Sure, I'll dive in. Yeah, so like Ross mentions, you know, we use Screaming Frog a lot and we have for several years now and it's fantastic. And they usually have their updates every now and then and they don't really change much of anything, really. A few things, bits and pieces here and there. But version 12 launched, I think, last week and uh, there's some significant changes that are making it much better. Um, most notably, previously when you would run a crawl, it saved all the data to memory before the crawl was finished, and then it could create this uh, Screaming Frog file, which for larger websites was a huge problem if you're running on a machine with limited RAM resources. Uh, you know, I've got 32 gigs of RAM on my computer, and I've had crawls crash because I ran out of memory. <laughs> so, you, you know, it, like, and those are like huge, huge sites we'd be auditing, that sort of thing. So potentially huge problems. Now, the new version of Screaming Frog saves everything directly to a database, which is amazingly fantastic. Um, if you're loading a previous crawl, it's significantly faster now, um, and it auto-saves as it goes. So if you do still crash, maybe Windows uh, decides it's going to do an update and reboot your computer mid-crawl, so every time you crawl, probably, it is going to happen, <laughs> then um, <laughs> it'll auto-save, and you can recover a crashed crawl and resume from that, um, which is fantastic. Uh, we run it, I'm running it pretty much every day for one reason or another, so that's a massive plus in this upgrade. So look forward to that. Plus, it auto-saves all your, your crawls. So when you run a crawl and it's finished, you can just go up to the menu, and it's like under crawl and uh, crawl history or something to that effect. And you'll see all the crawls you've done that you haven't deleted. So that's fantastic. Hmm. Uh, most people will love that, I think. Um, another thing they've added is page speed insights integration. Previously, it was kind of a nightmare, but you could do it. You would have to get custom URLs for the page speed test that had the, the variable with your URL in it. And you'd have to import those into Screaming Frog, run all those, and have a custom extractor set within Screaming Frog. And it was super confusing, and it didn't always work. And But now, using an API, Screaming Frog will dump in all the page speed insights data and recommendations and everything. Um, I haven't actually tested it yet, but it will definitely be a fantastic little addition when doing audits and that sort of thing. To be able to see all your pages and sort them by which ones have the lowest score uh, will just make life so much easier. No doubt. So that's cool. I wonder how much slower that's going to make Spidering, though. You know, I don't know. Um, because it's using the API, like before when you'd run a custom extraction, and do it that way, you had to set your crawl limits really slow, like uh, 0.1 pages per uh, second or something like that, as opposed to the usual. I think it's set to five um, because hmm. it just wouldn't load properly and Google might uh, bing you for that. But uh, with the API, I'd imagine it's not going to be too bad. Uh, time will tell. I haven't tested it yet, so I'll, I'll let you know what happens when I give that a shot. Yeah, and I mean, Sitebulb does the same thing, and, and it doesn't seem to be too slow, um, but you never know. Yeah, I haven't actually looked at the data in Sightball, but I guess we'll get to Sightball in a second here. Sure. Um, yeah, and so some cool things there. Uh, you can configure the tabs. Uh, before you couldn't do that, so now you know you can drag your. If you look at the title tag information all the time, you can drag that over to the left and it'll stay there. You can remove tabs, so like meta keywords, maybe you never look at that. Although sometimes you might have to, but not really. Um, you know, you can remove and customize the look a little bit more. Makes life a little bit easier, especially if you're using it all the time. Um, and then they've got a ton of other little fixes and a few bigger ones that I can't recall offhand here. Um, but the full release notes are on their website, of course. You can just Google Screaming Frog version 12, and they come up, I think, number one in Google there. So 
Um, if you're a, an avid Screaming Frog user, you're actually going to, you're absolutely going to love the small changes they've made and big changes. Excellent. Yeah, and and you will even if you have the free version, see a lot of this. Just you won't be able to save it, I guess. I, although that must have changed a bit too. Must be difficult for them to hide that if it's not all sitting in RAM. Yeah, I would guess that the the free version previously, at least, I haven't used a free version in a while, but before it would just limit it to five hundred pages, and then it would just stop. And so you I couldn't save it. And oh, you couldn't save it. See, I didn't know that. So you might be able to save the free crawls now too. I'm not sure. Yeah, 500, well, I wouldn't think so. I mean, a lot of sites are just 100 pages and I'm not sure if that's their market, but it isn't very expensive. I, mean, it, I guess it is for a business that, but if a business is caring about SEO, $200 a year, I think is, is not even that much Canadian. So whatever that is US, um, it's it, it's not that it is in US, it's uh, British pounds. And I think it's 100, and, oh, I can't remember, it's 138 or 168. Anyway, it's it's not bad. It's it's affordable. I mean, Sightball bads up over time too. Um, I think to add even more, but uh, it's got some other benefits. Yeah, Sightball, I think is what, around $50 a month or something, isn't it? Or is it even less than that? It's, so it's, um, let me uh, look at it because I'm, I'm I'm I always make mistakes when I'm talking about numbers and stuff. I always forget, yeah. but uh, it, it's very reasonable. And the, the thing that I like the most about it is, yes, you pay this fee, but on top of that, if you want other users to use the system, it's only like three dollars more per month per person. Yeah, so it's much cheaper in the big picture if you've got multiple users. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, yeah, for for uh, Screaming Frog, you have to buy the whole thing again. Um, which it hurts more at once. Perhaps it doesn't over the long term, but well, you know, definitely does <laughs> a, a lot. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> well, in in some cases, like Sightbulb and Screaming Frog, they they do a lot of the same stuff, but they're definitely geared at different users. Like, I like Screaming Frog because it just dumps all the data in front of you. It's almost like a raw data dump, really. Hmm. And if you know what you're looking at, it's great and it's easy and fast to figure out what you need to figure out. Sightbulb is kind of better and worse if you're a novice user because it's better in the fact that when you have all these little points of data, they give you the little bubbles you can click on to know what they're talking about. Which are very handy. Yeah, which is fantastic, especially if you don't understand what you're looking at. And, and I'll admit that might happen to me every now and then. You find it <laughs> once it happened, that back in 19-something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> or your wife would agree to. Yeah, no, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, it, you know, they're helpful for sure. But then it, it can be a bit overwhelming as well. If you don't know what you're looking at, Sightbulb really does a good job of giving you a lot of data. And it can be a bit tedious to go through that. I guess so. I mean, the one thing that is very cool is it saves each scan of the site separately and then allows you to compare the two to track historical trends and changes. Um, I haven't honestly done that yet, but I love that I can. Um, what I have been doing is, is running on sites and looking at um, some of the data. Uh, it just looks a lot prettier. And if I'm dropping stuff into reports, that makes life a lot easier. Uh, there's one thing about Screaming Frog, you can't say it's pretty. No. Um, <laughs> it's it's like it's been designed as a programmer. But um, the other thing too is the page speed was there long before uh, Screaming Frog had it, um, and is very fast. I mean, it was it it would get through a lot of our sites in half an hour, not even, um, and 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 create quite a report. I have had a breakdown when I've been trying to export the PDF, which um, was a little disappointing. It just hung forever. I've had that happen a couple times as well, actually. 
Yeah. So, you know, there, it's not glitch free, um, but certain things that are brilliant is if you want to connect to Google Analytics to create a report, it will allow you to connect using the uh, whatever the open connection API to Google, but then it doesn't make you select. It'll make you select which account, like the main account that logs into all of all of your profiles. Um, but that's it. After that, it automatically selects the one that you sh should be using, or at least I know the if the first one, if there's many of them. But essentially, it it picks it out, which is a lot easier than having to sort through them. Oh, I noticed that. That was crazy cool. Most of the time, you've got to scan and scroll. And some of the programs I've used, they don't have it sorted alphabetically or anything. It could just be <sighs> a nightmare to find the one you want. And Google, in all its wisdom, hasn't created um, a search when you're looking through that. Uh, you have to just scan and scan and scan and keep going down. And with us, we've got <laughs> hundreds in there. Um, uh, it's it's a nightmare, uh, especially with Google Search Console. In any case, um, it does Google Google Search Console as well, I should say. Um, so you can integrate that as well. It'll allow you to import um, or include any URLs that were specifically noted in Google Search Console, specifically noted in Google Analytics, if anything that isn't shown up within the spidering of the site. Uh, it's they've they've really they've overturned a lot of rocks. Uh, I don't think anything's perfect, but this is a really good addition to anyone's uh, portfolio of tools. Let me just look at the pricing again. So um, a pro user is twenty five euros per month, um, and if you want to add additional users, does it show me here? It was very cheap. I, it was like, I just couldn't believe it. Um, and I instantly bought more because, uh, well, for that, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, so users too. It went, it's $5 per user, uh, five, five euros per user per month. And for an agency, that's a no brainer. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, and it's 500,000 URLs per audit. Per audit. It's not per month. <laughs> oh, that, that might not be enough for those really complicated mom and pop pizza shops. They might yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, uh, that's a lot to be said. I know about uh, one of the tools or a couple of the tools we use. Um, the other ones, did you mention the other ones here? It was, um, I don't think you did yet. So Moz Pro and SEM Rush are also um, tools we use. We spend a fortune on tools, um, but they do come in handy. Those are monthly. They do add up. You know, you're looking at 99 US per month for those. Um, so, you know, not something a small business needs to go for. Um, I, but I think these tools are are pretty great and affordable. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we got a bit more news to share, and then we'll get in some local SEO notes and questions. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. 
Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit intendedpodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences, marketing on purpose. Miami may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the U.S. Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo, award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Choi, Edwidge Dantica, Taya Obrecht, Julie Oranger, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell, plus authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Kutlowitz, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pickney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company, Senior SEO, Scott Vanak. All right, so um, a while ago, Google launched a, a series of videos talking about uh, SEO and some of the, the common issues that arise. Um, it wasn't so much of a Q&A as just these are issues. This is stuff we want you to learn about. Um, I promised myself I'd look at them and, and watch them, and I haven't done so. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the first one. There you go. I think I saw a bit of the first one too, but that was it. Um, but I'm sure they're they're very good. And who knows, there might be a nugget or something in there that's that'll be a good reminder for me. But um, I'll get there at some point. Anyways, now they're launching an animated video series. Now, unfortunately, that does not include like an animated John Mueller, as far as I know. <laughs> well, great. why would we watch it then? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it is for beginners, though. So uh, a really good thing to, to share on the show here, being that it's SEO 101. Um, I know I noted this on the Search Engine Journal. This is where I found it. Since Google launches new animated video series about SEO for beginners. Uh, the going to the page here. And, all right. So new videos will be released every two weeks, and we'll touch on topics such as, and I'm quoting here, how Google Search works. Frequently asked questions about search and discoverability. How to change what's showing up in snippets in Google search. 
how to correct inaccurate information about a business, how to set goals for a website, tips for hiring a web developer, tips for hiring an SEO specialist, top five things to consider for a website, and more, <laughs> unquote. So <laughs> find out on season two. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I'll, uh, they need to have like a big brother of Google, like a whole bunch of the, the staff, and that'd be great. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'll try not to talk about Google SEO stuff because I know they all want it. Um, anyways, I think this is great. It's I love when they're teaching people. There's a lot to learn um, and, and a lot of things that even our clients would benefit from refreshing themselves on. We do try to educate, but the fact is it's our you know clients and business owners like yourselves who are listening, you are busy. You don't have time to learn all this stuff or remember it, even if you have. So it's nice to have these little refreshers once in a while. All right, we've got a Mueller file here. Um, this is really short and sweet, but uh, someone asked about using the change of address tool uh, within Google about when, when they're merging a website. It says, uh, essentially, John Mueller said that, you know, um, merging is not moving. And what they were talking about was they were taking um, x.com and moving it, merging it into y.com forward slash x. So it was like that, that site was being moved into another site, but it's merging. So it's... I can see why they asked the question, though. It's very valid. Um, would you use a move tool in that in that sense? No. Just use a, I would just use a redirect to that internal directory because it's not literally moving. It's not switching domains. Any Agreed. questions, Scott? No. I, agree. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree with that. <laughs> Good. All right. Phew. All right. Um, <laughs> OK, so another thing I like to do. Um, Few, few episodes back, we started a section called Local SEO News. Um, in this case, uh, I go to the local search forum and look for anything that uh, Joey's been saying because she's always on the cutting edge of this. And um, ah, there's a few points here. One is that uh, uh, for a short time, uh, well, so far anyway, Google My Business question and answers went missing for many businesses. So if you've spent time building uh, great answers to questions, within your Google My Business profile, which I hope you have, it's a great thing to do. Um, you may find that if you return there, that you're missing half of the ones that you've, you've answered. Maybe the question's just sitting there, there's no answer, or maybe the question's not there, nor the answer. Um, oftentimes it seems there are a few still left, not all of them are disappearing. Um, and short time, a few days after some people saw a, a couple return, like a percentage of them return, but not all. Uh, according to Joy, Google's aware of the issue and investigating it. So uh, just letting you know, uh, it's really annoying when these issues happen. Uh, we don't have any insight because Google's kind of a closed door in this stuff. Uh, frankly, they should have posted that this is an issue. You know, they, they should have like an uptime page that talks not just about Google uh, calendars up or all this stuff, but, you know, stuff's working. <laughs> all right. All right, all right. So let me get this straight. Are you saying... That at Google My Business, there's a bug. I know. <laughs> Good, never, I know. <laughs> never. Like that's. I feel like I feel like every day there's a new bug at Google My Business lately. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, and that's probably just one of many. Um, I'm sure some of the other ones we discussed are still sporadically happening. All right. So the next one here is just a file name and of an of an image 
upload it to Google My Business for a post have any impact on search? So for example, if you're using Google My Business post, which is a good thing to use, uh, there are a smattering of examples where that has helped with uh, engagement. It's, it's shown that your uh, Google My Business listing gets a little more attention. Uh, you know, and it's very easy to do. Uh, if you are using that, you know, you may wonder if the image that you use for that poster, it looks kind of like an ad. If you put something up there, should the keywords related to what you're doing, let's say 50% uh, uh, off sale or something like that, should be in the uh, file name of the image. Uh, apparently, so far, and I, I stress so far because it's preliminary, Joy has been working on uh, testing this and so far has not seen an impact, uh, any kind of positive impact on visibility. So. It's always nice to hear about these tests because, frankly, we don't have time for them, and I'm so glad she does. Uh <laughs> you know, it's one of those things with images, and even when it comes to images on your site, at the beginning, before you post the image to your site or to Google My Business or to social media, wherever you're posting it, it doesn't take much time to rename it to something valid. Mm -hmm. and, and so often, you know, you'll be doing SEO on a website or whatever, and you come across img00005.jpg, you know, like rename it, make it make sense. And if it has an impact, great, you're gonna see positive results. If it doesn't have an impact, well, then nothing happens. Yeah. There's no there's no negative side, unless you're spamming it, there's no negative side effect to properly naming files. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So you know, go for it, do it people, but there is no evidence yet that has helped a ton. Uh, just the same uh, images do show up in image search better if they have uh, uh, keywords in the, file name, or at least it did. <laughs> it's another thing that's changing a lot right now. Everything changes. Yeah. Okay, next up, uh, Google Post Management Software. Someone was asking about how they could manage Google Posts for 3,000 client locations. Uh, that's uh, quite a spread. Wow. Yeah, well, and what I love about these questions is it tends to bring out a lot of people out. Yeah, some of them are self-promoting, but just the same, it gives me a, a picture of just how many are out there already. Um, some of the examples, and do stress going, suggest going to it. We'll have a link to it in our um, our show notes newsletter, uh, which you can find and sign up for at seo101radio.com, uh, seo101radio.com. Okay. So uh, anyway, uh, some of the examples are Citation Builder Pro, Publer, so P-U-B-L-E-R, DBA Platform, SocialPilot.co. Sign up, which is synup.com, and local clarity. Anyway, those are just some of the ones that we're giving examples on the first page. I don't know how much longer or how many more will be there when by the time you get there, but uh, check them out. These are all recommended. I know the Citation Builder Pro is one Joy uses. Publer is the one that WhiteSpark uses. Those are some pretty high praise, uh, high high end users. So that's good to know. I'm personally going to check them out. Uh, it's one of the things we're getting more uh, focused on. So it's always helpful to have a good system for that. All right, before the end of the show here, let's do a question. It's a short show today, so we'll stick to one ad here. Thanks, I hope everyone appreciates that. We'll just get right <laughs> into it here. Uh, the question is from Neil Maycock. He says, one of my client's sites looks to have taken a hit from the recent core update at Google. I'm looking for ways to improve the content, et cetera, and fixing technical issues. I can see that on September 28th, the quote unquote 
indexed, not submitted in sitemap, unquote, in Google Search Console went from three pages to 34. A lot of these are portfolio categories with no content, hence me putting a no index on them. Why is Google still indexing these and should I stop them? Okie dokie. Uh, I was hoping to actually, now that I remember, to look into this a little further before I could answer for you. Um, and John would have been great to have on this because I know he deals with this a lot with his news site. Um, I would, I should, well, first of all, the question, should I stop them? If these aren't beneficial, then yeah, stop them. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, what, Scott, you deal with this more than me. So what, what, what are your thoughts on it? Well, the first, I would say yes, put no index on them. Um, you know, they're just basically thin pages, assuming, you know, I can't see the pages. Let's assume they're very thin, basically no content. Um, you don't want them indexed. They're not helping you. There's no purpose to them, really. Uh, and I know if, if you've got a small site and a large majority of those pages are thin garbage content, that's not great for your authority and all that stuff. So um, I agree with no indexing them. Um, when he asks, why is Google still indexing these? I'm assuming he's asking, why are they indexing them prior to him adding the no index and not they have the no index and they're still being indexed. Um, so apparently hence me putting a no index on them means that he already has no index on them. Yeah. So either way there, I guess there are two scenarios there. If, if you have no index on them, Google should stop indexing them and they should disappear eventually. Um, in theory. Most most of the time they'll go away pretty quick, but there are uh, no absolutes. <laughs> I've, I've seen cases where pages are you know you block them every which way and somehow they're in results two years later and you just can't get rid of them. I don't don't know why that happens and I I don't know what to say about how to stop it from happening in those situations. Um, but it could be if you have them no indexed and Google is still indexing them. There are a few things it could be. Um, let's say for instance that page has just a ton of inbound links pointing to it. Google might still see it as being important and index it. Now, if it's a portfolio category with no content, it probably has zero links other than internal stuff happening, probably. Um, but that's a scenario that could happen. Um, if maybe the page used to have a lot of good content on it and it doesn't, um, you know, there there are some reasons why they might feel that the page is valuable. But in this situation, it sounds like no indexing them and hoping they just disappear is uh, is appropriate. And also keep in mind that um, if you have a no index, but it's only in robots.txt, it can still be indexed um, on Google. Uh, so it, it has to be on the page. That's true. Yeah. Is he? Is he? Yeah. I would probably put the robots no, or sorry, uh, the meta robots no index, and I would probably put a uh, uh, disallow in robots.txt as well. All right, um, is that and then the disallow working now? What the hell was it that was changed recently? Oh, that was like a robots.txt no index or something. Right, right. I right, had right. never seen anyone ever see, do ever. People, this <laughs> is the problem with doing this so long. I feel like sometimes I'm shaky. I have to go and research all this again because <laughs> everything's changing. Um, so it's kind of a curse doing this for a long time. In any case, it does help having the history, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's interesting. You know, things sort of are cyclical. Cyclical. I can't speak today. You know, like I remember when we started, we were recommending FAQ pages to everybody for the content. And then it kind of came to the point where who cares? And then FAQ pages are all in the news the last few months and they're all big again. So you just never know. Yeah.
and and you know, using that example, I would still have pushed S, uh, Q and A's because, or FAQs because they're so helpful to potential prospects, right? Uh, you know, keeping a focus on, you know, Scott focuses on SEO. He has to. I'm always doing the sort of the strategy overall, and I always say Q and A's are and FAQs are very important no matter what. If you have questions regularly, your product has any kind of mystery to it, your service, do it. Put it in there. There are always questions. And don't avoid the ones people are going to be asking that you know they're going to ask. You don't want to answer because there's the, it, it's a turnoff. I've, I, I can't remember the example. I, I looked at a site lately, recently, and I had a, a clear question about um, the product's uh, efficacy. And they answered every question except that. Um, anyways, it, it just it was kind of clear to me that they didn't want to. And that turn me off. Yeah, you got to answer them. So it's got to be uh, a, a complete FAQ. Don't just touch on the things you want to talk about. Can I buy more? Yes, you can. I swear, I've seen it all. <laughs> can I buy more? Is, is it okay if I refer this to a friend? Absolutely. You know, they have like 10 <laughs> things on there and it's all happy, happy. You're like, well, that's not exactly how it goes. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being on there, Scotty. Absolutely. You know, I'm always here when you need me. Thank you. Y'all are going to be doing next week too, because uh, John's away these days uh, doing some training today. And uh, next week, I believe he's traveling as well. So on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing and my company's senior SEO, Scott Vanak, thanks for joining us today. And remember to have show notes newsletter you can sign up for at seo101radio.com. Don't miss a single link. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our feel free to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching SCO101 Podcast on Facebook. Have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. I can't speak. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.